Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is normally the Pot Brothers at Law, Mark and Craig Wasserman, and Mr. Joe Grande is in the building, and you are now tuned into the greatest cannabis show in the country. What do you two think? Adrian and Erica on stage with us. Ladies first. Erica, what do you think? Uh, I'm happy to be here. I did not expect this at all. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's been an absolute nice surprise, and we just want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning into the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Please call us anytime, 800-420-1980. Make sure you check us out on Instagram pages for the news and so much more. Pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark is at Was Law. Craig is at Was Law Dog. And I am at Blue. I'm sorry. I'm at one Christopher Wright, but I am Blue. And Joe Grande is at Joe Grande 52. Erica, what is your Instagram? It's Eric California. So Erica and California combined into one word. And Adrian. Adrian Marcel Cazares. My full name, Adrian Marcel Cazares. And please also feel free to follow. Oh, shoot. Sorry. The ladies of cannabis. Yes, he missed that one, but I caught it. Check this out, guys. I, I want to talk to you guys about a few things here. You know, uh, real quick. Adrian, you have a very interesting background, right? You've you've been working with people in Mexico, and right now Mexico is making some major, 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 major moves in the cannabis industry, right? So tell us about who you're working with out there and what you've uh, what you see in the cannabis industry coming from Mexico. Thank you, Blue. I have been blessed for the last two years to be the U.S. ambassador to the 55th president of Mexico, Vicente Fox, along with First Lady Marta Sagón de Fox. Uh, as you know, and everyone who, um, who we've been working with is well aware, the president is one of the foremost advocates, not just for cannabis and hemp, but all plant medicines on, on the global stage. The Mexican, uh, the Mexican, Deputy Chamber, uh, Chamber of Deputies has just approved the law for consumption, cultivation, and distribution of cannabis and hemp products. Wow. Now, the law still has to be ratified by the Senate. That'll be done sometime between now and April 30th, but it will make and has made the plant 
uh, legal and has decriminalized it throughout the territory. The last point is the it is now officially sandwiched the United States between two nations that have decriminalized the plant. And I myself being an American, I was raised by parents of Mexican descent, but as an American, I pray that this gives policymakers the push to finally legalize at a federal level because we need it. Yeah, you know, I was I was, you know, talking to a lot of different people and I think there's going to be an executive order that has to come into play um, with with so much happening in the 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 different uh, different countries and the states of California, all the different states around the United US because what's happening right now is we are not federally legal, so there's no transportation, you know, we can't move it in and out of the the states. And, and let alone the country, right? So I think what, what we're looking at is that, you know, for years, hundreds of years, um, you know, Mexico has been, you know, importing cannabis into our country. It's been no secret. Canada as well. And so now we're setting ourselves up for that again, okay, on the legal market. And I'm not saying that, that you know, can, uh, Mexico is going to do it the wrong way because hypothetically they shouldn't be doing that. But how are they going to get it to Canada, right? They're going to have to fly over the U.S. And so... In order to do that, I can see what's going to happen is that, you know, it, it's going to have to be passed, right? Or that we just go completely backwards and, and you know, we don't do anything. And I, I think it was kind of weird to me that Kamala Harris changed her views on cannabis um, now that we're, you know, she's with Biden under the Biden administration. But 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 truthfully, it's it's interesting to see, you know, what do you what we're going to see with the Mexico coming on board. And, and another question for you, Adrian, um, I know you were working with the Fox foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about the foundation as well? Absolutely. Thank you. The foundation here in the U S which is a 501 C three foundation, the only, uh, foundation with 501c3 status that has the ability to take funds that are raised in the United States and put them towards the causes that we have in Mexico. The name of the foundation is Vamos, Mex Vamos Mexico. Vamos Mexico. Uh, it is under the Central Fox Presidential uh, Library of Studies brand. And what we do is we take care of children with disabilities uh, and different uh, diseases such as cancer, Down syndrome, leukemia. We also take care of the elderly who have succumbed to things like dementia and Alzheimer's. Right. Um, and whether they lack the ability to take care of themselves, the, the family, or just the know-how, that's who we take care of. We've just finished the first of four phases of building a hospital in the village of San Miguel de Allende called Crisma. Uh, the village of San Miguel de Allende is a special place. It has the most nonprofits per capita than any other town in the country of Mexico. Wow. Uh, the president and the first lady have done tremendous work since uh, the end of his presidency in 2006. They actually took over the work of, uh, of a doctor who created the foundation. The Foxes just took the work over. One of the mandates we've received from the Foxes, myself and one of your hosts, uh, Christine Smith, uh, who works very closely under the First Lady, is, as the president says, you know, kids, we're, we're getting old. Sure. We're 79 years old, and it takes X amount of dollars to have our foundation run, make sure we're taking care of, of these precious children, of making sure we're taking care of the ancianos, the elderly in Mexico. So we're actually part of an initiative where the president and the first lady are going to be spending quite some time here in the Orange County area over the course of the next three months raising monies to make sure that the foundation has what it needs, not just in resources, but also intellectual capital to not just continue to take care of the orphans and the children and the elderly of Mexico, but all around the world. Sure. You know, the narrative has always been where the United States has always been sending help 
and sending resources to Mexico. Since President Fox's uh, administration, uh, we've been able to change the narrative and the outlook now, the post-pandemia strategy or the infodemic strategy is to begin sending help north of the border and to begin helping um, our, our fellow tribesmen. Sure. That's all it is. That's what it is. You know, I, I, I want to thank you guys for, for doing that and being a part of that. I mean, something like that is is not overlooked from Cannabis Talk 101, our family or our listeners. I mean, everybody can see value in that. I mean, there's a lot of elderly that need help. And we know that children need, always need help. And so by being a part of that, you know, I'm a fan of, of what you guys are doing and the things that, you know, and also I believe, you know, President Vicente Fox's stance on cannabis is is actually, you know, he gets behind it, right? This is absolutely. And, and not just because of uh, what it can be for the country of Mexico as far as a commodity, uh, from a commodity standpoint. Right. This can absolutely be the, the savior that the country's looking for to revitalize the country. But two points are, one, what the medicine is going to do for the children right. and the elderly of Mexico. There is no health education in Mexico. You can go to Mexico. You've been there before. You'll see moms give newborn babies... Um, their baby formula bottles full of Coca-Cola sure. because they just don't know any better. Diabetes is one of the most rampant diseases that children suffer from in Mexico. So what it's going to be able to do to help and, and cure these diseases, number one. But two, uh, going beyond hemp and cannabis to all plant medicines, one of President Fox's major, major desires, which uh, we've been able to put an initiative together for, is to create a greenhouse and the laboratory at Centro Fox so the plant can be studied, you know, with, wow. with the uh, availability of forward-thinking doctors from all over the world that understand what this plant medicine can do to heal people and tribes uh, goes beyond what, you know, you and I have been able to experience, uh, you know, here in the United States as, as consumers, as, as part of the firmament of the industry. You know, what, what's the old adage that unless you've got a rap sheet and a record, you're not really part of the cannabis industry. Right, right, right. So, you know, I myself as a kid coming from Chicago, you know, I, I'm a neighborhood kid. Right. So the the industry, the, the cannabis space is something that unless you're kind of cut from that cloth uh, and you have an understanding of that coming in with a corporate mentality really isn't going to do it for you. And President Fox is very staunch on, on that aspect. He himself is is a rancher. A lot of people know him as the 55th president of Mexico. A lot of people know him as the CEO of Coca-Cola Latin America. He started off as a truck driver and climbed the ranks all the way to the top. But he's a rancher at hand. That's his favorite thing to do. He's he's a farmer. He loves getting his hands dirty. You know, I, I, I again, you know, that's it's awesome because, you know, as a, from a, a president, you know, of Mexico, to, to use his voice to help educate people, to help, you know, again, helping the elderly and, and the children, and then understanding the plant-based medicines. I mean, these things are so powerful, and, and it's what needs to be done. And, you know, I'm sure there's other people out there doing it, you know, but but for him, you know, the president, the former president, to, to, to take that stance, you know, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing feeling to know that our country's awakening, and then there's these powerful leaders that are taking that movement forward. I mean, that is such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And one of the most beautiful things that I've able to see personally seen President Fox do at the Central Fox Academy, uh, where they educate these children, uh, he teaches a leadership class. And wow. I was able to see him and say to these children, you were not born to be poor. Right. You were not born to be subservient. You were born to do extraordinary and exemplary things for yourselves, for your families, and for your nations. 
don't let anybody tell you any different. I grew up upper middle class in, in the city of Chicago. My father was a union liquor salesman, sure. Catholic schooling from kindergarten all the way through college. We didn't want for anything. But I didn't come from a place where that's how they spoke to you. And to hear a former president, the leader of a nation, speak to these children was one of the most humbling things I've ever seen. Sure. No doubt, man. I, I appreciate that. Erica, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> good, good. Squeeze right up close to that mic. There you go. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you do. Um, so I'm an intern here at Cannabis Talk 101, and I love it. <laughs> nice. Um, sometimes I work the camera. Sometimes I edit for social media. Um, what do you enjoy doing here the most? I really like editing and getting creative and seeing what I can make for the show. Well, now that she's hit the mic, she's going to be Joe Grande Jr. right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, let, let me ask you this. Are you, are you Hispanic? Yeah, I'm Mexican. Where are you from? Uh, well, I was born here in California in Mission Viejo, but I'm Mexican. My parents are Mexican. Do you know where they're from? Um, my dad's from Jalisco. My mom's from Guanajuato. My, my mom is from Jalisco, where their mariachi and the tequila comes from. And President Fox lives in Guanajuato. He was actually the governor of Guanajuato before he became president of Mexico. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, well, you know, you two, I appreciate you two joining us on the, the, the first half of our show here. Now we're going to go to break. But before I do, I want to let you guys know this. If you're listening out there, get ready for Joe Grande's Go Green moment. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. 
Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101, and now it's time to go green with Joe Grande. Hold on, Thank hold you. on. Th- sorry, sorry, to, up, sorry, sorry, I got to go. I just got a call for a consult for a new DUI case. All I know about it is the guy came to a red light, stopped, looked to his left. There was a motorcycle cop next to him who was looking right at the joint that was hanging out of his fingers. Ay, Dios mio. At the red light. We'll see if cannabis goes bad. I'll be back. Yeah, there it is. I mean, that's going to be fantastic. You know, Joe, let us know. Keep us informed on that one. Yeah. I mean, that just has me thinking going, you know, so many people think it's quote unquote legal. Sure. And that you can just walk around and smoke a joint in the car and act like what? No big deal. It's legal. No, folks. It's not. Not in anywhere. Not anywhere. No, not I, in Colorado. I, I, I agree. Not in, only in Amsterdam. I don't even know if you could drive and smoke in Amsterdam. No. So I don't, I don't think, think I don't anywhere think so. you could do it that way. But uh, I am... going green, Joe? Joe Grande. And here is your go green. And I'm going some stocks right now. We've got a voicemail wanting to know about some stocks. But cannabis stocks uh, rally real big as the biggest country so far backs full legalization. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know I'm talking about... Mexico. Mexico. Cannabis stocks move higher. And it's funny because they always write marijuana stocks. So well, you know, it, the it, marijuana it, stocks move, especially well, it, when you speak of Mexico, I think it's appropriate. Well, it is because, it, again, their dialogue, they don't even know the word cannabis when you say that, yeah. right? It's, it's marijuana, 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 you know. All so. day, every day. So, uh, you know, for this right here, the marijuana stocks move higher, no pun intended, after lawmakers in Mexico a day earlier advanced a bill that would legalize recreational cannabis. Sure. Now, why a subsidiary of British American Tobacco, which is BTI on the trading block, plan to take a big stake in Canadian pot producer or organogram, organogram, which is OGI on the trading block there. So now in Mexico, the Chamber of Deputies, the nation's lower house, right? So in Mexico, that's the lower house. Yeah. Okayed a broad version of the bill in a 316 to 129 vote. Wow. That's crushed it. Easy doubling up, folks, right crushed there. Crushed it. That's a, once again, 316 to 129, right? And then began debating the particulars. So, according to a various media report, the bill is nonetheless expected to clear the Senate and become law. Once again, you heard it first here from Blue and I when we told you we had some inside info on we this. We did. We were the first we ones to leak it. A lot it. of cats we were acting it. like, oh, who? Mark and Craig busted our balls about they it, did. acting like, who do you Mexicans know? don't what know anything. Do you know? No, we did have an inside inside uh, scoop, and we it was 
to be true. I mean, we we almost announced it, I would say, 60 days prior, maybe 30 days at least. Yeah. So now this is all going down and all these things are happening to make this happen. So it's kind of dope that I want to follow this and continue the dialogue with everybody as all these different things are going down. Now, the bill would allow adults to buy and consume cannabis and grow a handful of plants. Now, the law would also create a licensing system for businesses and farmers to produce and sell cannabis products. That's kind of like the same thing that we have here, right? But the marijuana stocks ramped higher earlier this year as momentum gained for U.S. legalization as well. Those stocks have since given up their gains. Now, even if the U.S. and Mexico were legalized, it is still unclear, folks, how much international commerce laws would allow cross-border sales. That's going to be the hardest part right there. And, and you know, once again, it's Mexico has land galore, spaces to grow. The when I think it's going to happen, rich. it's going to be so ridiculous how much flour out there. I just had somebody hit me up there. They said, Joe, can you get 2,000 uh, pounds for me, blah, blah, You know what? Once this happens, Mexico, any day, every day. Yeah. Here's 2,000 pounds, a phone call away. And any pot producers entering a new nation would face challenges building up infrastructures to grow and sell the cannabis. So with this story and with this scenario... Once this goes legal here in the States and it goes fully legal in Mexico, the bigger challenges are going to come, Blue, as, as we all know this. And, and it's that crossing that border. And it's is it going to be, can Mexico cross into Canada? Can Canada cross over there? They're already crossing somewhat in the name of research. Right. But when Mexico goes wild. Completely viral, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I just I, really I, feel like it's going to be really good too, Blue. I know, really feel like that. Well, of course. Listen, you know, again, we went into this, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. Our fruits, a lot of our vegetables, our corns. I mean, there's so much that comes in through the borders, you know, in the agricultural space already. One. Two is, you know, the cost of labor is less expensive than here in the States. Three is that, you know what? It's already been imported into California, Canada, and all the other states from Mexico for the last hundred years. So now you're looking at it, what? Okay, you either get on board and it goes federal and we start to understand the infrastructure, which is why I believe the federal legalization is coming sooner than we think. Mm -hmm. And not only that, though, is the transportation of it is going to be through your big companies that understand the logistics of getting these vehicles across the border. Capitalizing so, on what you're saying, that too, how even Costco's have the correct name the fruit and vegetable from Mexico that you could buy there, the lettuce, mangoes, has, all this is but, there. But it has their their brand name, you know. So so again- well, they have the Kirklands and they have the, the ones from Mexico too, though. The food, no, that, but I'm saying even the Kirklands, right, these brands, they're not making it at Costco. That's just their brand. They're white labeling it. So again, when it comes- in through Mexico, you don't you don't have to say anything other than the fact that if it was packaged here in the U.S., you can call it a U.S. product. So what will happen, in my opinion, is they're going to they're going to transport it through massive production, whether it be uh, uh, trucks going through the um, the water or, or going through the water. Uh, I think they'll just cross through the border though, and then they'll package it here in San Diego, and then it'll distribute through the rest of the state, and it'll be considered California packaged and, and delivered through California. And I can't and, wait and, to see these Mexico brands that come out. And I, when I say Mexico brands, meaning the Lat Latin artists that have been out there, like we were in a Latino video. I don't remember the name of the yeah, group. Yeah, but I don't offhand, but, uh, but they're Chile, Chile, like Chile from the, yeah. Yeah, from the brand, but they're very hardcore Latino artists, singing groups, such as your Chente, right? Yeah. Vicente Fernandez, like somebody like big, that, yeah. you know, um, 
when he comes out with a brand, he's not known, of course, for smoking cannabis or weed on stage or anything, but he has known for drinking a lot of tequila and yeah. this and that. And, oh, yeah. you know, I just can't, my point is I can't wait to see who these artists are and people from Latin America, especially Mexico, not even Latin America, well, Mexico, that are going to come out with it. Or is it like, um, like even American based? And this is a quick one that I just think of, like a Little Rob. If you don't know oh, who Little yeah. Rob is, Little Rob's been this Latino rapper for years, and he went on. He 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 had a couple good big hits in my book, and I and I've always Kid liked Frost. them. The Kid Frost, yeah. Chentes is going to be called OG Granddaddy. Uh-huh. But I mean, my point is he should and could, and he has an audience that, you know, these concert go-getters that have seen him, and I've been to Chente concerts, dog, and they're, I mean, he sold out well, well, the Staples, if you people don't know who Chente is, they said he sold out the Staples Center in 15 minutes in for seven shows. Uh, That's how big he is. Uh, so if you're sitting there going, uh, I have no idea who Vicente <laughs> Fernandez is, and I don't know who Joe's talking about. That's how big he is, folks. Yeah. 15 minutes, seven shows, sold out at the Staples Center. He, and here's the thing, right? So they've been talking about cannabis for years in their songs. You know, marijuanos and da-da-da and banditos and, and cocaine and, and alcohol. So it's not even a secret that these guys, you know, they talk about these things. So for them to cross into this market, it's going to be easy. It's going to be your Jay Z plays. It's going to be very similar. and even even not Those only the Jay Z exactly the you know I, I even like the fact and this is going to I don't know if this is so weird I just like the fact that I can't wait to see how the organized crime builds their own legal brands. Well, I, you know what I mean. And because let's just face it, folks, that's where it's coming from, anyways. And that's who's probably going to have the biggest grows out there. Period. I, I would say the that- cartels are going to still be running it, but. As we heard from uh, former President Fox, he let them know all eyes are going to be on us, so we need to get this shit right and tight and well, make it legit. Well, I think what he was saying is is that you guys have sent your, your kids to Ivy League schools to get these Ivy League educations. Help Have them help you set up this company and do it the right way. And I think that's fair to say because they have been importing it here and it's been coming across the borders forever. And now they have the opportunity to structure it and do it the right way. I would not see them do it any other way. I think they're going to come in just like any other big businesses. And we have companies from the United States that are now going into Mexico, teaming up with people and trying to you know, create their stake in the ground. And that's very interesting to me. Because I've talked to growers personally that are like, look, dude, I'm, I've, I've been dealing with three different groups out of Mexico, and they're asking really? me to grow. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I heard one on Clubhouse the other day, too. Uh, Another guy got hit up to go out there. I like the fact, too, and if people are wondering what it kind of looks like and feels like, if you go on Netflix, there's some shows that show the young cartel life and these young cats that are, you know, 20-somethings, living lavishly, pushing whips that are just sick ugh. and expensive, and... I have a feeling they're going to do it right. My point is just like Blue supports the fact of what we say, look at the fruits and vegetables, but look at this young clientele. They're players, they're ballers, they're they're driving the right car, they're fixing them up. They're doing things right in my book, even though the money's coming from a shady place, but they're doing stuff right. Yeah, you but, know what I mean? But, like, but, it's but, cool. But, but the beauty of that is this, is that, yeah, maybe the money came from a, a shady spot, Maybe it didn't. We don't know. But the reality is, is that if they do it right, then it will be taxed. And so now, whatever that shady money may have been or may have not been, the the reality to that is it's going to become clean because they're going to do it the right way through the cannabis space. And I don't see them missing the opportunity. And they're helping communities 
in Mexico where if you have a huge grow, you have to employ X amount of hundreds of people for these farms and this and that. And now they got more. As, and if you haven't seen that and don't know really how a lot of the cartel works out there, they take care of a lot of communities out there. Of these course. people aren't just about killing everybody. It ain't no. the way the game really works. No. The game works is they'll take a whole city, employ the whole city, and yeah. they take care well, of them. Well, all. not only employ them, they, they bring electricity to the city. They build out their infrastructure. They, they bring water, clean food, clothing, and they help a lot of people. And And I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I'm just sharing with it's you. It's just what happens. We've seen the proof of it, you know, with uh, Pablo Escobar. You know, he, he, he was building cities and bringing, you know, and, and people worshipped him. Why? Because he brought them electricity. Because he brought them warm clothes. Same thing with because the other homeboy sure that just that got caught and his wife. Uh, what's his name? Como se llama? El Chapo. Uh, Chapo, that's thank who you. I was talking about. Yes, Chapo. I Chapo. was actually talking about Chapo. Yeah, but no, Escobar. he did it too. Escobar did it in Colombia as in well Columbia, too. Right. Yeah, I got a, a good, lot of these. I cats. got a question for Blue though. He says it's going to take two to five years for it to go legal. Now that Mexico is about to be legal, yeah, and Canada is already legal, how long before the rest of the world? All jumps on board. So, you so, say world. The world. You know, you well, got like these Asian well, you, continents uh, and yeah, stuff. I mean, like that's, the Philippines, they've chopped no, their well, Yeah, off. exactly. Yeah, in, in the Philippines. Indonesia, you're getting killed for smoking a joint. Well, they're way behind us, right? So so they don't understand it at all. And and in fact, there's people that are facing the death penalty right now. Literally. In, in the Philippines and things like that, where it's just not going to happen for another 10 years, right? Because they're also 10 or 20 years behind us. But California, my, I, I think by 2022, we will be federally legal, okay, and which gives us about one year. In the states, you're saying by next year, yes. federally legal? I, I think that's I, a fair I, estimate. I think there's going to be an executive order that comes in. I Maybe even sooner, dog. Maybe. maybe I hope I'm hope, right sooner. I hope. And I, the executive order is going to come in, and they're going to federalize it because here's what's happening. We're surrounded by other countries now that are federally legal. So what does that mean? That means that they're all going to import it in one way or the other and and i don't think we want it back to where it used to be where mexico is just bringing in all kinds of cannabis in canada but vice versa you got yeah. two ones that are touching us folks that they're can they were bringing they, it yeah, in they're bringing it in already and it's already been going down for years yep. we've heard alleged stories of blue acting like he was a hockey player with his hockey bag yeah. going in and out of canada Shout back in the, the days <laughs> yeah. and we know how the games happen we've heard the stories if you haven't heard them go back and find some old podcasts where blue tells alleged stories Man. of how that used to the hustle used to go down, but we all know the Mexican hustle is is still happening. I mean, yeah. let's just face that's still going down as we speak. But it it's gonna make us a lot more money in all sides of the borders, and it's gonna be a great thing. And that's why it's going green. Look at your stocks. Look what you're gonna do. I'm Joe Grande. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Joe Grande, that was awesome right there. Going green with Grande is always a good time. Um, You know, Erica and Adrian... There's a new company out there making waves in cannabis, and it's called Steezy. Now, not a, lot of, not a lot of people may or may not know of Steezy, but they're a Los Angeles-based company, and they are botanically-driven terpenes right now. They're focusing on botanically-driven terpenes, and I think that's important because a lot of people don't understand how terpenes affect the highs, but they are affecting people's high in a major way. Now, the terpenes. What is a terpene, right? Terpene is a is a flavor and a smell, right? It's a terpene profile, so it's per- particularly a, a scent a scent based. So they have OG Kush and they have Yabba Dabba Do and Strawberry Kush and Banana Kush and all these things. But they've created terpenes that can go in and on the oils, and what happens is it actually starts to give a beautiful smell off of the plant or inside of the uh, or a beautiful taste, um, and so. But they're realizing that terpenes are starting to affect the actual high. For an example, if you take, um, I think it's peppercorn when you're high and you put peppercorn in your mouth, if you're feeling too high and you put peppercorn in your mouth, it, it tends to bring down your high. And the reason why it does that is because the peppercorn is so strong that it changes your terpene profiles and you start to taste it. You're going, whoa, and it knocks you out of the high. Right, so that's very powerful knowing that you can manipulate the flavor or the smell and then get somebody to enjoy a better high, you know. So, which go ahead, Adrian. I was gonna say, I wholeheartedly agree. I myself, in my walks with with the plant, I've had my own medicinal walk with the plant over the last five years. That's what got me to become a believer. And I myself, I have found if a certain if a strain I'm consuming is lacking the limonene terpene, it doesn't do anything for me. 
I could sit there and puff away on it, bowl after bowl, bong after bong, but it won't do anything for me. Wow. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because see that, and that's what people are realizing right now, right? Some people are going to be probably super sensitive to that and, and it's going to do just quite the opposite. And some people aren't. Now, Erica, have you ever smoked cannabis before? Yes, I have. Do you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Your parents are going to bust you now. Or do they know? Oh, well, no. I won't, I won't tell them about this either. <laughs> <laughs> do they know you're interning here? Yeah, but they haven't asked any questions, so... Yeah, they're just like, yeah. okay, we're going to keep an eye on you for the next week or two. Did you just tell them you were interning with iHeartMedia, or did you tell them Cannabis I Talk? did tell them. I told them it's a cannabis news show, very professional, and... That was it. They're okay with that. Good. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Are they are they excited for your career in in uh, the cannabis industry? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just in what you're doing. Are they happy? I mean, you're in college right now, right? Yeah, I'm almost graduating. So I think maybe they think this is just like a stepping stone. You know, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a cornerstone and not a stepping stone. But but going back to Steezy guys, you know, um, cannabis derived terpenes right now is a huge thing. And and again, you know, some of the product lines I want to talk about Steezy and what they have. Um, they have uh, curated uh, live resins, uh, live rosin batters. They have Lit Flower, which is with their flower brand, which they have a whole di- ton of different strains of flowers. Uh, they have Lit Pre Rolls. That's their their pre roll thing. The Lit live resin infused pre-rolls which is you know an infused pre-roll joint basically uh, and then they have edibles and, the, and their bite gummies are their little cubes right and they have this little sugar around them and they're actually used with some very you know it, it's not too too many calories that are involved in it but the flavors that, that, that they're providing again that terpene flavor is amazing and I, I just want to say this they have this amazing uh, marketing ability right so Steezy came out into the industry very quickly you know and a lot of times when companies come out quick you know they they go out quick you know what i mean like they that's like a, a flash fire it comes out it, it's hot it's it's but then all of a sudden they kind of just fade into the dark because usually they blow their whole load in the beginning trying to you know get their fair share and and you know for the example is you know medmen came out and spent millions and millions of dollars i think hundreds of millions of dollars if i'm not mistaken and you know they everybody knew who medmen was and so t- in order to get that, you know, um, that worldwide recognition, they did. They went out and they, they bought up d- uh, uh, delivery services. They bought up stores. They bought up the names, the billboards, the radio spots, whatever they can get. And then they had financial problems, right? But Steezy did it a little differently. Steezy went out and put a big, huge, you know, uh, distribution, manufacturing and grow and dispensary here in Los Angeles. And they built it up nice and strong and then they started marketing and then they had revenues so they were able to sustain through the storms and i think it's interesting because a lot of people don't really get to experience you know maybe a steezy uh product unless it's black market in another state but as they start to grow and they get licensed these guys are in over 200 stores here in california you know you know how hard it is to get into 200 stores if you if you're a, a new company trying to get into the market it takes time it takes energy you have to know people they have been very successful at, at producing a great quality product and not only that getting it out to the world so i think it's interesting to see what they're going to do and um that's your cannabis talk 101 making waves but adrian let me ask you a question. 
Question me, question me. Do you smoke cannabis? I cannot confirm nor deny that I was at the time or place that you were referring to, sir. <laughs> I didn't say you did. I said, did you? <laughs> Have you ever smoked? Yes, yes. yes. No, I'm, I am an avid um, THC and CBD user. Uh, little interesting story when uh, I was suffering from severe migraines after my father had passed away and uh, went to the doctor. They found some growths above the skull, below the scalp. And uh, a friend of mine gave me a Yocan pen. Mm. And I had no idea what a Yocan pen was, what waxes were. He gave me this chrome thing that looked like something a Bond villain wow. would smoke. Um, fast forward to that, I was with a friend who, uh, she was co-creating a, um, a Netflix docu-series entitled Culture Shock. Right. That had to do with, uh, I, think, I believe we spoke about this, yeah. it had to do with uh, um, factory farming of animal meats and things like that. I decided to go vegan. Mm. I went vegan for 18 months with a regular regimen of THC and CBD. I kicked all of my allergies. I kicked sleep apnea, and I lost 65 pounds. Wow. Now, I definitely, awesome. you know, God first and foremost, all glory to him, but I truly, truly believed that he chose the plant as the mechanism to save and change my life. You know, it's, it's a blessing that you say that because, you know, a lot of people don't understand this plant. Um, but people that have actually built this relationship with it can can kind of use it for the right purposes. And so there's there's been a thing that we've always said is self medicating. And so you know there there's been a time where I was just medicating all the time and I didn't know why or what. And and I think it's important for people to understand like hey if you're going to you know medicate why are you medicating what are you medicating what is this you're trying to achieve you know and I think it's it's it, it's funny because. The cannabis industry has been saying it for years. We, oh, we self-medicate. Okay, what is that? What does that mean? Well, if I have back pains, I'm going to smoke a joint. Or maybe I'm going to eat an edible. Or maybe I'm going to do something. The difference is, is that the rest of the world that doesn't know, they look at it like, hey, you're just getting high. And that, that's a problem. But it's it's changing though. Even right? with CBD, like I try to introduce CBD to my parents, and they're just they're just like, oh, that's marijuana, and I'm like you're not gonna get high. Like I know my dad has a lot of pain. Just give him some of these drops, this oil, and I don't know. They just see it. They're like scared of it. But like CBD, like really changed my life. Honestly, my anxiety was horrible like years ago. Sure. And now I just hit my CBD vape every single day, and. It's so much better. Like my life has just improved. Well, speaking so, of yeah. speaking of CBD and your life, you have to say something to say. I was Go just going to say one last thing. Eric had touched on a on a very interesting point in blue. You and I have talked about this. We've discussed this with the Pot Brothers at Law and Joe Grande and and a lot of the staff. The unavailability of information to the Spanish speaking consumer. It's just not there. And I believe the onus is on platforms such as Cannabis Talk 101, companies maybe like Steezy, if they're forward sure. thinking and what they want to do, but to provide that knowledge on a platform where the Spanish speaker can hear it and understand, wait a minute, I'm not going to lose my citizenship. I'm not going to lose my employment to use CBD. In fact, it's going to help me so I can do a better job. I can be a better housekeeper in Las Vegas. I can be a better janitor at the Huntington Beach at the Huntington Beach Police Department. This is healing. Well, certainly there's there's a there's a place for it. But now I want to go into what we call the high five with Erica. <laughs> okay. Are, are you ready for this? <laughs> oh my God. All right. Question All right. number one of the high five. How old were you the first time you smoked? And where did you get it from? 
Um, I was 14. It was in high school. This girl just asked me if I wanted to go with her to smoke, and we smoked after school. And um, I, when I coughed, I accidentally like spilt all of the weed in the bowl, and everyone got mad at me. <laughs> and the next time I came back to smoke with them, one of the guys was like, "Oh, you brought her again." Nice, <laughs> nice. Question number two of the high five: What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Um, bongs or blunts. Nice. Mm -hmm. Bon why? Um, they're just smoother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You like the the blunts are smoother, huh? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. hit a nice. What kind of what kind of wrap you use? Um. So don't don't judge me, but I buy them like pre rolled. <laughs> Good for you. Good yeah, for I you. cannot roll. <laughs> nice. And where do you purchase them from? Um. Any dispensary. <laughs> Any dispensary. <laughs> My favorites are the presidential ones. Oh really? Yeah, yeah those, those are, are nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, they have the tarantulas out there that are pretty nice, too. Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Um, well, not I didn't, like, smoke there, but one time I had free tickets to a... Um, a taping of The Masked Singer. You know that show where yeah. they dress up? And you actually went? I went, and nice. we took edibles before, so I was just, like, really high watching it, and it was really weird. It Was it? Yeah. Nice, dude. Who, who did, well, did you get to see who won that show? Like, who was, who, was, um, who was singing that day? Do you remember? Oh, one of the people was Jesse McCartney. I didn't know at the time. Nice. But, but yeah. you were actually, you saw the taping later, and you're yeah. like, that was it. Did you see yourself in the crowd? Yeah. No way. Uh, for like a second. No. It was like a close-up of me. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Really cool. That's awesome. Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie when you get high? A bowl of Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops? I'll always say yeah. that. A bowl of Fruit Loops. <laughs> is that with strawberry strawberry milk or just regular milk? Just regular milk. <laughs> Everybody's like, damn, you know what the strawberry milk? <laughs> I'll try that, though. It's, that sounds it, good. Hey, if you, chocolate milk or strawberry milk, if you love it, let's go. Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Mmm... Probably Seth Rogen. He just seems really nice. <laughs> Rogen, huh? Why Rogen? Yeah. I don't know. He seems like a cool, chill guy. Yeah? You know? Seth is just, huh? yeah, he's so fun. He's so fun. I love that guy. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys for joining Cannabis Talk 101. It's Adrian and Erica, special guest. Joe Grande, thank you for everything you've done. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts